0: Good morning, my brothers and sisters in the Lord. Once again, Brother Ian and myself count it a privilege and an honor to share God's Holy Word with you. I trust you've been blessed and challenged by the Word. And if not, if as yet have not received the baptism into the Spirit, we're hoping that these teachings will encourage you to seek the anointing that breaketh the yoke. This morning we're going to continue with the baptism into the Spirit. And um, our subject for this morning is the threefold cord of ministry that the baptism into the Holy Spirit brings. Let me reiterate. Our subject this morning is the threefold cord of ministry that the baptism into the Holy Spirit brings. Amen. It is a wonderful experience to have the nature of Jesus Christ through the born-again experience. And yet, it is another experience to have the anointing that Jesus Christ had on the face of the earth. What I want to convey to you this morning is this. It's good that we have the nature of Jesus Christ. But we as the church, we also need the ministry of Christ. It's one thing to look like Jesus through the nature of Christ, but it's another thing to have His dynamic ministry. Hear what the Word says of the anointing that Jesus Christ had had. Acts 10-38 How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth, with the Holy Spirit and with power, who went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil, for God was with him. How was God with Jesus? God was with Jesus through the anointing of the Spirit of God. Now, let me briefly speak of the anointing that Jesus had had. If we do a word study, On the word anointing this is what it means through the idea of contact to smear to rub with all that is by implication to consecrate to an office or religious service no doubt this word study is taken from the Greek Strong's Concordance the number being double five four eight We ought to also understand the anointing and what, when the Spirit of God came upon Jesus, we must understand what took place. When Jesus was baptized of John the Baptist in water, something unique happened other than the baptism into water. Jesus was also inaugurated by the Spirit, the Spirit of God coming upon Him in the form of a dove and baptizing Him into a threefold office of prophet, priest, and king. This was the induction service of Jesus Christ as the perfect mediator between man and God because only Jesus Christ is that man who first received the anointing of prophet priest and king it is interesting to note when we study the old testament that no one ever had the threefold office and that being prophet priest and king samuel came close some say that samuel was a priest and a prophet you know what david also came close because david was a prophet I think half of the book of the of the book of Psalms was written by David, but we know that David not only was a prophet, he was also the king of Israel. Jesus is the first person ever to have the threefold anointing of prophet, priest, and king. Let's go back to the original meaning of the word anointing. Remember, I had said it is to rub in to smear with oil, to massage, you know, to massage with oil. Let the oil soak through your skin, so to say. Now, these three ministerial offices was rubbed into Jesus, so to say. And let me give you an, an illustration of the anointing, something that we had experienced when I was a young man. You know, I remember my dad. We weren't wealthy people. We weren't rich. But one thing I can say, we were happy people. We battled, we struggled, but we had a happy home. And I always remembered my dad painting. Oh, my dad had a unique way of painting. And we would laugh and my mother would get irritated, but she never, ever showed it. My dad was a type of man, he put three strokes of paint on the wall. One, two, three. He says, Morty, come here, Morty. Come here, darling. What do you think of it, Morty? Does it look nice? And then he'll carry on for another five minutes, about ten strokes of paint. Morty, come your darling. How does it look? <laughs> oh, boy, poor Maud up and down. But, you know, we, were, we battled. And most of the time, especially in the early years when I was a young man, a young lad, rather, my dad always used what was known as marada very, very cheap paint. You know, sooner painted on than it peels up in a month's time. But later on, as the Lord blessed us, the Lord blessed my father and my mother, they moved from Marella to glow And that paint was a lasting paint. And what I'm saying is this. You know, some men have an anointing, but it's no sooner here that it's gone again. But Jesus Christ had an anointing that was lasting. It was an everlasting anointing that Jesus Christ had. It never ever peeled off. He was always smeared with the glory and the honor and the grandeur and the splendor of the Father. Amen. You know what happens to you and I sometimes because of sin's impediments. What happens? The anointing rubs off from you and I. But this morning we are speaking about an everlasting anointing. The threefold offices of Jesus Christ. Now, do we as, as born-again Christians have the same anointing? Can we experience exactly what Jesus experienced in the anointing that is as prophet, priest, and king? Now, I'm going to answer that question by reading a, a few verses from the Gospel of St. Matthew. Let's turn to Matthew chapter 20, verse 20, and the question we ask him, can we receive the self-same anointing that Jesus Christ had as such? Then the mother of Zebedee's sons came to him with the sons kneeling down and asking them from him. And he said to her, what do you wish? She said to him, grant that these two sons of mine may sit one on your right hand and the other on the left in your kingdom. But Jesus answered and said, You do not know what you ask. Are you able to drink the cup that I am about to drink and be baptized with the baptism that I am baptized with? I'll read it again. Are you able to drink the cup that I'm about to drink And be baptized with the baptism that I am baptized with? They said to him, we are able. So he said to them, you will indeed drink my cup. And be baptized with the baptism that I am baptized with. But to sit on my right hand and on my left is not mine to give. But it is for those for whom it is prepared by my father. Let me read it again, and this answers our question. You will indeed drink my cup and be baptized with the baptism that I am baptized with. So we receive the self-same baptism that Jesus Christ had received that day when he was baptized by John, when the Spirit of God came upon him in the form of a dove. i like to mention what Maya Perlman a prolific writer of the Assemblies of God has to say. Let me just now go fetch the book. I won't be one second. I won't be one second. Absence make the heart grow fonder. I'm back. Let me read what my poem has to say about the anointing, the offices of Jesus Christ. In the Old Testament age, there were three classes of mediators between God and His people. The prophet, the priest, and the king. As the perfect mediator, 1 Timothy 2.5, Christ embodies in Himself all three offices. Jesus is the Christ prophet to enlighten the nations. The Christ priest to offer Himself as a sacrifice for the nations. Jesus is the Christ King to rule over the nations. Wow, what a statement. What a statement of truth. Now, we the church who are washed in the blood, the new creation of God, can we have the exact same anointing? Can we have the exact same anointing, and that being prophet, priest, and king? Remember Jesus is the first person ever to have that anointing. Samuel was a prophet and a priest but never a king. David was a prophet and a king but never a priest. The first ever the mediator, the first ever mediator between God and man to hold all three offices was none other than Jesus Christ. Now, we the church the born again, those baptized into the body of Christ, we have the same anointing. We also become prophets, priests, and kings. What does the scripture say? Can we, can we uh, 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 prove our point this morning? Can we validify what we are saying? Go to Acts 2.17. Your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. And I spoke to you about this last week. The Greek word means to foretell events. Divine, to speak under inspiration. Exercise the prophetic office. So, through the baptism into the Spirit, we get a prophetical mantle. Then, what does the Bible say about a priesthood? 1 Peter 2.9 says, But you are a royal priesthood. 1 Peter 2.5 says this, You also as living stones are built up a spiritual house, a holy priesthood to offer up spiritual sacrifice acceptable unto God through Jesus Christ. Now, Revelation 1.6 says, And have made us priests unto God. So, like Jesus, we are priests according to the word. What about our kinship? Hear you know what Revelation one, six says, And hath made us kings and priests unto God and His Father, to whom be glory and dominion forever and ever. Amen. It is clear from the Scripture that we have the mantle of a prophet, a priest, and a king. We have the threefold exact office that Jesus Christ had. Now, I had an experience years ago that changed my whole outlook towards my ministry. I wasn't too long in the ministry at that time, but God was dealing with me. And um, I'd gone shopping with my wife on this particular day, and we'd gone to Oakley Bazaars, which was, I think, in West Street. And as we went along shopping, here I was, the trolley boy, <laughs> walking, following the wife aimlessly, my mind floating here and there. That from nowhere, God spoke to my spirit. And ringing within my spirit, this is what was birthed in my spirit. It was as if God was saying, "Joe, you are a prophet, a priest, and a king. I sense the presence of God. Now here I am in Oakley Bazaars, I'm the trolley boy of Mrs. D. And the presence of God comes upon me and God endeavors to convince me by speaking to my inner man and no doubt my mind is engaged also because the word is being birthed in my spirit. And as if God is saying, you are a prophet, a priest and a king. I had to control myself. And I just went on as if I'm shopping, but meanwhile, the Spirit of God was dealing with me, and I had to control myself. And as I just carried on following the wife, the Lord began the Lord began to elaborate. He began to expand on what was taking place within my inner man. God was telling me that just like Jesus who had a 3 of ministry that never ever could be broken, I, through the baptism into the Spirit of God, have the self-same ministry as Jesus Christ. I felt as if, you know, over the years, as I, as I meditated on, on my experience, that God was saying, my ministry will stand. Failure will not curb my ministry. Man coming up against me will not curb my ministry. Demons coming up against me would not curb my ministry. The devil himself coming up against my ministry could not curb or stop my ministry. Myself and even sin will not destroy my ministry because when you have the ministry of a prophet, a priest, and a king, it's a ministry of Christ that is within you, that operates through you, Because of the baptism into the Holy Ghost. Although I express this ministry, although the church expresses this ministry, you must understand it's not your ministry, it's Jesus Christ through the baptism into the Spirit that expresses himself. Glory to God. You know, over the years thoughts have gone through my mind, even that day shopping in Oakley Bazaars with the girl of my dreams. God was saying to me as a prophet, I have the mind of God. No wonder the word says, be renewed in the mind. No wonder the Bible says in Philippians 2.5, let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ. You know, the prophet has the mind of God. He taps into the knowledge of God. He taps into the wisdom of God. God unveils his knowledge and his wisdom to the prophet of God. As a priest, we have the heart of God. You know, it's one thing to have the mind of God, the knowledge of God, but it is essential that we also have the heart of God, the love of God. And let me say this. In order to operate in the kingly anointing, which is the authority of God, you have to have the mind of God and the heart of God. You have to have a prophetical anointing and a priestly anointing. And when you combine the mind with the heart, when you combine the knowledge with the love of God, when you combine the knowledge of God and the love of God, it releases The authority of God. Glory to God. I want to say that again. As a prophet, you have the mind of God. As a priest, you have the heart of God. And when you live in both of these offices, expressing Christ in you and through you, the authority of Christ will then begin to be expressed. So my brother, through the baptism into the Spirit, we can become prophets Priests and kings. I'll say it again. As a prophet, you will have the mind of God. As a priest, you will have the heart of God. As a king, you will have the authority of God. A three-folded cord that cannot ever be broken. There in Oak Bazaars, being Mrs. D's trolley boy, God spoke to me, and I will never, ever forget it. Never, ever. In all my life, I, I can't recollect. But what God said to me was one of the first acronyms I ever received from the Lord. As I'm pushing this trolley filled with groceries, groceries, I'm just a boy. I'm just a boy, and God spoke. God gave me a spelling lesson: P R O P H. E-T, prophet. And no sooner were the words being birthed and ringing through my mind, God gave me understanding. God dropped the veil and I saw into the truth of being what is a prophet. P-R-O-P-H-E-T. Proclaiming revelation over propaganda, heralding eternal truth. Amen. Hallelujah. A prophet is a proclaimer of truth. You now the Bible says there are many voices in the world. And you know, the voices that are in the world are contrary to the word of God. And the world takes us away from God. And there's so much that is said in the world that is contrary to what goodness and mercy and grace is all about. There is a verse in the Bible that says we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers and rulers of the stark age. Amen. And that's why we get the anointing of a prophet to break the powers of darkness. There are many voices in the air, voices of men, voices of evil, demonic, and the voice of the devil himself. And this is the role of the prophet. He brings revelation. Revelation means he brings light. He brings understanding. And he says this is the way walking in it. He expels darkness as he speaks the word of God. He is a revelator. He's a herald of truth. Glory to God. Now imagine doing my shopping with my wife, being the trolley boy. God speaks to me. (laughs) And I'm there and I'm uh, excited. Tears are uh, 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 flowing. I'm crying and I'm trying to contain myself. I don't want my wife to see what's happening to me. I don't want the other customers to see what's happening. And I'm trying to contain myself. And at the same time, I'm waiting for the acrobat for the priest. But it never came there. I never received the acrobat for the priest at Oke Bazaars. But we went home. I'm not sure if we had something to eat. But knowing myself, after shopping, boy, I want to eat what she bought, which was good. But I went and I had a bathe. Having a bathe, whilst having a bathe, in washing myself, In the Spirit of God spoke to me. Ringing within my spirit, there was a burden of an understanding of the acronym for a priest. Explaining what is the role of a priest. I got out of that that box, wrapped a towel around me, and I ran to my little office. And man, was it a small office. It was a small office, but I'm telling you, the power and the glory and the might of God was there. And I got another spelling lesson from the Lord. P -R 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 R. I E S T S. God has made us prophets and priests, P-R-I-E-S-T-S, listen carefully Church of God, praying righteous intercessory effectual supplications toward salvation, that is what a priest is, his whole life is for the benefit of others he lives a life of intercession he dies to himself and he lives for the benefit of others he shuts himself off from the world and he shuts himself alone with god to intercede on those who know not god all oh, the priesthood glory to god He offers up sacrifice. And let me say, there's only one sacrifice that really pleases God. And that is the sacrifice of yourself. Glory to God. Hallelujah. I waited on God that same day to give me the acronym for King. It did not come. Years later it came. Years later. And and you know, I couldn't understand why it did not come. The way prophet came and priest came instantly. I had to wait, Ian. I had to wait. But God was working in my life. You know, sometimes you can have the knowledge, but if the heart is not right, you're going to mess up. And I tell you, God took me through many experiences years after that experience in OK Bazaars and in my bathtub, because God was teaching me not to in any way make make ill use of my ministry. I said to you earlier on that the prophet speaks of the mind of God. The priesthood speaks of the heart of God. And I'm going to further elaborate on that in the weeks that lie ahead. But you see, in an audience, a prophet, as I said, has the mind of God. It taps into the knowledge and the wisdom of God. And he becomes God's spokesman. He echoes the voice of God. He's God's representative. And tell me, who doesn't find glory and honor in being a spokesperson for God, being God's herald? And you know what? Everyone wants to be a prophet of God. Everyone wants to be God's, God's prophet, God's spokesman. But oh, how few want to be priests. You know why? Why? A a prophet represents God. A prophet speaks on behalf of God. But the priest speaks on behalf of the depraved man. A priest speaks on behalf of the people. The priest doesn't represent God. The priest represents the people to God. And there's no fame and fortune in that. The prophet brings fame and fortune because you are the man of God. But as a priest, you are of the mundane, you are of the earthly. But you see, God never gave me the acronym and the understanding of kingly authority. You know why? God had to teach me how to be a prophet and how to be a priest how to blend the two ministries together. And as the years had gone on and I made my mistakes and God taught me how to love the unlovable and God taught me how to pray for my persecutors and to pray for my enemies, how God taught me not only to speak the mind but to express the heart of God, I began to express the kingly authority. And then God gave me the acronym for King. We played a game when I was a little boy, and I'm so proud that I grew up in Pine Road, Woodstock, opposite the gym bioscope, near Trafalgar Bards. Oh boy, what a lovely time. I only lived there about 10 or 11 years. Oh, but they were lovely years, brother Ian. What a place to live in. K-I-N-G. That was the game we played. K-I-N-G spells king. K-I-N-G spells king. <laughs> and you had to hide, you know. And after the Spirit of God developing the, the, the ministry of a prophet and a priest in my life, God spoke to me and told me what he's the king, the, the authority of the king. K-I-N-G spells king. King in never-ending glory. Christ is the King of kings, and His glory is without end. And because I'm born of the Spirit, because I am the prototype of Jesus, I'm not only like Jesus through the new birth, but I have the ministry of Jesus, and my ministry will be likened unto Jesus. I will be a king of King, a king without end. Hallelujah. And so will you be, my brother and my sister. Let me just close with this. How many minutes are we there, Ian? How many minutes? Nearly 30 minutes. Okay, let me close with this. And maybe you will understand me better. You see, you, you, you can't divorce the new birth from the first birth. You can't divorce the baptism into the spirit from the new birth and from the first birth. But what I'm saying is this. When God created Adam and God breathed into Adam, etc., 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 and the Bible says that um, we are created in the image and likeness of God. I ask you the question Whose image and likeness are we created in? Whose image and likeness are we created in? There's the Father, there's the Son, and the Spirit. I am of the persuasion that we are created in the image and likeness of Jesus Christ. When Adam was created by God and God gave him the kiss of life and breathed into his nostrils and Adam became a loving soul when he stood up there alive full with the power and the glory of God. It was as if Jesus was standing up once again because he was created in the image and the likeness of Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. No doubt he lost it. And We lost the image and likeness of God because of sin. That's why we had to be born again. That's why we had to be born again. And that is why it is essential that not only through the born again experience that we put on the nature of Christ once again, but through the baptism into the Holy Spirit, Ian, we also put on the ministry of Jesus Christ. We become prophets, priests, and king. Now, can 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 I, I find any uh, scripture to 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 back this up? That that. Uh, uh, We are created in the image and likeness of Jesus Christ, and because of the new birth, the born-again experience, and the baptism into the Spirit, once again, we are being uh, uh, made into the image of Christ, that the whole image and likeness is being restored. Yes, I can. I'm battling, I'm struggling you. We're battling and struggling, but thank God for the new birth. Thank God for the empowerment of the Spirit. But this anointing that we have, prophet, priest, and king, is not only a a, a ministry that will give us power over the powers of darkness, but it will give us power to be like Jesus. Because my Bible says, when we see him, when we see him in the air, we shall be like him. Hallelujah. Hallelujah! I trust that you've been challenged this morning. Praise His wonderful name. I trust that you have been challenged this morning. Man, like I always tell you week after week, thank God for the initial evidence of the baptism into the Holy Spirit, and that being speaking in tongues. But this dunamis, this encounter that we have with the Spirit of God, it's more than just speaking in tongues. We become like our Lord and our Savior. We come like Him. We put on His ministry. Hallelujah. Oh, Church of God. Oh, Church of God. If we can but grasp this truth, Amen. We are prophets for the hour. We are priests for the hour. And we are kings for the hour. Amen. The Lord bless you. The Lord keep you. We're going to continue with prophet priesthood and kingship next week. You have a good week. I'm going to pray for you now, or rather, give you a benediction. Amen. The Lord bless you. May the office of the prophet, of the priest, and the king come upon you through the baptism into the Spirit of God. And may you know and understand, because you are a prophet, you are a revelator of truth. You unveil the truth. You herald the truth of God. And as a priest, may you understand that you'll have the heart of God to express the love of God, not as a prophet only to know the mind, but also as the priest to have the heart. And as you live in your prophethood, as you live in your priesthood, may you find that day and time, that our. Of your innermost being will flow a river of life that might flow from you that speaks of the kingly authority that when you stand before the powers of darkness it is as if Jesus stands before the powers of darkness because that ministry of a prophet priest, and king. It's not truly yours. It's not truly mine, although we have it, but it is a ministry of Christ expressing himself through you and I, the body of Christ. Goodbye! God bless you, and I'll see you next week. Keep on praying. Keep on trusting. God bless you. Hallelujah!